Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon, it's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon, welcome to a pro wrestling show. I welcomed you twice there. That's how welcome I want you to be. I think we all forget that. The term welcome, like you're welcome or welcome to my house, is meant to be a very nice greeting. It's meant to make you feel comfortable and it's meant to relax you. And hopefully I have done that, given that you have joined my podcast today. I know we're late with this as always. There's no even point in me saying it. There is no rules when it comes to this show. Sometimes it pops up and sometimes it doesn't. This week has just been crazy. And if you want to blame anyone, you can blame AEW for putting on such a good show at the weekend and debuting everybody that workload in other places absolutely whipped my ass. But my word was I happy for it to whip my ass because i mean let's just get into it i know it's four days removed now but at least we can talk about dynamite and the fallout and everything like that but i'm sure you will have seen my ups and downs so you basically know my opinion i think all out 2021 is probably one of the best wrestling pay-per-views ever and i totally understand when people go oh you're only saying that because you're living in the moment right now true hyperbole is a very real thing but here's The twist when it comes to that, I love hyperbole. Why wouldn't you want to feel hyped up about something? Why wouldn't you want to feel so positive you actually think I may have just watched one of the greatest wrestling spectacles of my entire wrestling life? That's the kind of world that I want to live in. And I hope, what's the next WWE pay-per-view? Extreme Rules. This isn't going to be the case. But I hope that Extreme Rules tops that still. And I hope the next pay-per-view AEW tops that again. This is what I want. I want the curve to start going in an upwards direction. And I think it's quite... It's not quite upsetting because I just ignore it, but it's a little bit disappointing every now and then when you see people taking sides. And Mick Foley did an article this week or a video, whatever you want to call it, saying, you know, he thinks WWE has a problem. AEW is now the place that young up and coming talent want to go. And I do believe he's correct. I think we have evidence to prove that up. And you have people saying, oh, Mick, you're supposed to be loyal to WWE. It's nothing to do with loyalty. And look, if you want to pick a side, you're perfectly able to do so. It's your life. But to me, be a fan of professional wrestling. It's why when people watch my ups and downs, oh, you're biased. I'm not biased. I don't even really pay attention to whether it's AEW or WWE. Momentum is certainly a true thing. So, you know, did I enjoy last night's episode of Dynamite maybe more because All Out was so good? Of course. In the same way that I enjoyed SmackDown more after SummerSlam. So, oh my gosh, Brock, Becky, what are we going to do? You have this anticipation going in, which is always going to hit your excitement gland. Raw is just Raw. Raw is a crazy show. It kind of exists outside the bubble. In many ways, it's my favorite because it's just so, so crazy. But I don't get all of this. You have to pick a side. Absolutely not. Why would you want to have missed Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar coming back? Why would you want to have missed the debuts of Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan? Do you know what I mean? To me, I hope they just keep offering things unique to themselves And I hope the creative curve, like I say, continues to increase because I think right now is a super exciting time to be a wrestling fan. And that wouldn't be the case if we didn't have both products and both companies. You know, I think we've proven time and time again that when you have people going not head to head because I don't believe they are doing that necessarily. But when you do have people offering different things, that's when all of a sudden it does get more exciting. And the proof is in the pudding. Before we do get into actually as well, I think we should reference the Triple H stuff because that's more important than anything that's happened over the last week. All we know at the moment is that Triple H suffered a cardiac event, I believe WWE described it, and he had some kind of surgery and he's going to be okay or he's expected to make a full recovery. So thank goodness for that. But I think anything when it comes to cardiac well regardless you know put whatever word you want to after that is terrifying and i hate it when people say stuff like this so of course i'm going to hate myself i don't even know why it comes out because it's like when people go like when roman reigns had all his stuff i'm not a big fan of roman but it's irrelevant 
It's absolutely irrelevant whether you're a fan of him or not. If you want to send him well wishes, just send him well wishes. But I suppose the reason it resonates with me more when you do it this way, because of course it's positive and positive is always better than negative, is when you see somebody like Triple H go through an event like that and it kind of scares you a little bit, I suppose. I think that's a fair word. All of a sudden, my brain does go, oh my gosh, you know, that's the guy that inspired me to start lifting weights. He's one of the guys that inspired me to get into wrestling and, you know, to be a wrestler now. And they had such huge impacts on my life. You almost can't help but process that information. I, I, I mean, there's hints and rumors out there. That there's other stuff going on we don't know. I hate that kind of speculation. I think when it comes to somebody's private life and health, just leave them be, my word. Can you imagine what they're even going through? So in short, you know, friends, family, whoever of Paul Levesque or whatever we want to call him, I just hope he's doing all right. I hope he is able to make a full recovery 100% and in six months, whatever it may be, you couldn't even tell what's gone down. But yeah, truly terrifying news and best wishes go out to him. So what's the highlight of the week? The highlight of the week is the end to all out. I want to mention Ruby Soho too. I thought that was terrific. Seeing how made up and happy she was made me made up and happy. It's just lovely to see people enjoying their jobs, especially when they're meant to be the good guy, the baby face, because you're know you able to root for them even more because... It's just nice. And nice is a very underrated thing in 2021. But you'd be hard pushed to find a better ending to any show ever as far as I'm concerned. It is like something you would read on Reddit and then it would be downvoted to hell because people are like, that would never happen. And to me, it kind of felt like Tony Khan and All Elite Wrestling rewrote the rules. Because business would state that, of course, you debut Adam Cole and you wait a little bit and you debut Daniel Bryan. And you certainly don't do it on the same show that CM Punk is having his first match because each one of those three individual things is a way to sell more pay-per-views or get a bit of rating or you know draw in laps fans but we're not doing that anymore tony khan must have looked at everything he had and thought to himself well adam cole coming back and joining the elite is going to not piss off the fans but certainly take away the reaction that they're going to give him because it doesn't matter who surprise debuts you're always going to get a big reaction go and look what happened when john cena surprised the raw rumble 2008 we all cheered and then about 20 seconds later went oh no what we don't like you and we booed him because again we went with our instincts and you can only you know go against the grain on such a well when you're doing something so big if you have an even bigger moment lined up or at least a big moment that's going to get the crowd back on your side which was daniel bryan coming up brian danielson that's going to happen for a while we're just going to have to accept it if you're not doing it well you're a better person than i uh, answers on a postcard but I, I just think it also i think what i love the most and maybe that's not being discussed I mean, it probably is just not in my my sphere of influence is the amount of stories that it now opens up because if you bring both adam cole and brian danielson as baby faces that's fine you know there's enough heels for them to work with but bringing in somebody as a heel and bringing somebody in as a good guy it's just balancing your books and it's just really smart i also thought that it took the elite up to the, the next level not that they needed any more members but the fact that it made so much sense and there was a story right there to tell absolutely fabulous you know nothing wrong with that and you've got the ultimate good guy in daniel bryan damn it brian danielson and i think what was made really clear at the pay-per-view, but especially on Dynamite when you had that awesome segment between Kenny Omega and Brian. This is a Brian Danielson. That even, of course, he was a top guy main eventer in WWE. He main evented WrestleMania a couple of times. But when he, his character and what he was and wasn't allowed to say on the microphone was nowhere near as aggressive and nowhere near as confident as what we've gotten two evenings in AEW. And that's what I'm appreciating more than anything because... This is preaching to the converted. We all love Daniel Bryan. Oh my gosh, I'm going to punch myself. We all love the guy. And he fell into the category, much like a CM Punk, where while he may have been the WWE champion, while he may have sort of closed the show every here and there, he was always 1B. Maybe that was to John Cena. Maybe that was to Randy Orton. You know, maybe even Triple H. You can pick someone. It never really felt like they were going with him as the guy. 
it doesn't mean he didn't have you know all these great experiences that we too can look back on and smile at but it always felt a little bit frustrating i mean in many ways it was obviously a lot more to this but it was something that pissed cm punk off because i think he realized that too just go listen to that colt cabana podcast he does when he talks about payoffs and who's the main event and who's not the main event and he would be totally right i think you'd be hard pushed to argue it so seeing be, seeing someone like cm punk almost treated as the face of the company now and having daniel bryan it's getting bad, isn't it? I'm just going to stop referencing it now because I'm annoying myself. Seeing Brian Danielson confront the AEW champion and just go, I can beat you, Mother Hubbard, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, I tell you, it was so wonderful, especially when there was extra news today that apparently Brian Danielson really struggled with this decision. Like, he likes Vince McMahon. He likes WWE. Again, I like hearing stuff like that. I want people to be happy. But a real sort of selling point to him was that if he does join a new company like AEW, it would help the business overall because he gets it. The competition works too. And look, I'm not going to say it's a completely selfless thing to do because I'm sure he's being paid a lot of money and he still gets to do what he loves. But the fact that he even thought about that just sums him up as a human being and sums up why he's so damn endearing and why he's had the popularity that he's had. Because He's just an honest, original, unique person. Like he's just a dude. And I think that stands for so much. So yeah, the ending to All Out was excellent. All the stuff with the Elite I thought was brilliant. Adam Cole running down Tony Schiavone was a great way to really stamp across, look, I'm not a good guy. You may be cheering me like you're cheering some other people, but I'm going to do my very best to heal on your ass. I loved it. And I can only presume that when we get to the Arthur Ashe Stadium show in a couple of weeks, we are going to do probably what Daniel Bryan and the Jungle Express, uh, Jurassic Express, excuse me, and maybe even Frankie Kazarian taking on four members of the elite, which I guess would be the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and Adam Cole. That seems to make sense, but who the hell knows? And then, you know, as we move forward to full gear, I think is the next pay-per-view in November. And we'll do Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan. And why wouldn't you do that? Like, sooner or later, very sadly, because this is just how brains work, Daniel Bryan in AEW is not going to have the original novelty that it has at the moment. Because you just get used to it. It's the same with everything. It's the same with CM Punk. It's the same with Adam Cole. It's the same with Ruby Soho. You know, pick your poison. So let's not stand on ceremony, Mr. Wayne, and let's just get to it now. You're suing to yourself, well, Daniel Bryan surely can't win the AEW World Championship. No, and he doesn't have to. Daniel Bryan is of such a star quality that if you have a story in the back of your mind, which I do, which we're going to talk about in one second, you, and because he, again, because he is looking at this from a, I want to build new stars and help the business point of view, he can easily come in, kick some ass for the next few months, have his big one-on-one contest, and you come up with a smart finish where Kenny Omega gets away with his belt, but Daniel Bryan still fits into this ilk. Because I don't think anything's changed. Hangman Adam Page should still be the guy to take that belt off Kenny Omega, because when he does so, that's going to take his stock one step closer to someone like a CM Punk and a Brian Danielson. Not to their level as of yet, but you have to walk in those shoes. So... If Brian Danielson tries to beat Kenny Omega and can't for whatever reason, even if there's shenanigans, and Kenny Omega can come out and say, I beat this guy, I beat that guy, and then it's Hangman that does it at Revolution or Double or Nothing, probably Revolution, I would imagine. That it's almost like you're taking the power of Daniel Bryan in your, and Kenny Omega and everybody else that he's beaten, and you're putting it on him. And I think that's so clever. I think that's so smart. And it's just something that I want to see. And it also ties into the idea, which has always been clear in AEW, which is why I don't understand when you get fans going AEW aren't pushing new stars i mean look i like both companies as i've made clear but AEW is doing a far better job of making new stars than wwe and i hope that changes soon but i don't see how you can debate that they're not doing both they're establishing the old guard and they're making sure that there are new names who are coming up who will lead that company forward hopefully for years to come and hangman adam page is right at the top i mean the storyline has been brilliant the fact that he's been allowed to take time off, allowed's a terrible word, but, you know, wrestling, you know, allowed to take time off to be by his wife's side for the birth of their child, 
I think justifies again bringing all these names in because it means you can cycle in guys and girls all the time and you're always going to have top names which will keep the you know keep the momentum going it just feels awesome and if you are interested to and look take this with a pinch of salt we never know what's true and what's not true but Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio today did say that apparently the idea for Adam Cole had he stayed in WWE was to turn Keith Lee heel and have Adam Cole as his pseudo manager now that absolutely blows my brain let's take it as red just because it makes for a more interesting debate and once more we don't know if it's 100% accurate or not it's just a few things that confuse me one if you want to do keith lee and adam cole as a heel tag team that's far more interesting than the other thing you've just pitched so why you wouldn't do that i don't know plus you've got the little and large effect i've always liked that in professional wrestling but how on earth you can look at adam cole and think he's better as a manager is truly baffling like after his wrestling days are over could he be a manager of course he's got his character down he's got his promo down he's an engaging guy which is what a wrestler wrestling manager needs to be and it'd be awesome to have keith lee I mean, Keith Lee doesn't need anybody to talk for him, but, you know, that's a cool little unit to have, but not in those roles. And the fact you'd even consider turning Keith Lee heel at the moment after he had just, you know, came out with these horrible health issues he's been through, so his sympathy is through the roof. I mean, it's no wonder Adam Cole left. It really, it really, really isn't. And look, if WWE wants to focus on big guys with size, they're more than allowed. And I'm sure there'll be some excellent people that come out of this idea, because there usually is. But to not recognize what you have with Adam Cole, I find very, very strange, especially when he was in your own company and he was selling out shows. Don't forget, before the pandemic hit, NXT could sell out big arenas. They sold the Barclays Center, you know, 10, 15,000 people. I was at one. I was at Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano in the cage, I believe it was, or the three stages of hell. I can't remember, but when they did that crazy bump off the top and it was electric in that place, like it was truly awesome. So... It's very, very strange times, but, you know, I don't overly worry about whose loss is whoever else's gain. I just like the fact that I got to watch all this unfold on Dynamite, and it was it was truly tremendous, as All Out was in general. Miro versus Eddie Kingston, top match. I think after what we saw on Dynamite, they'll rematch that at the Arthur Ashe Stadium, and you should probably have Eddie Kingston win, because that's his hometown. And again, AEW doesn't do a lot of rematches, so that's pretty damn cool. I know there were some timing issues but it just did not bother me at all. Like, it sucked we didn't get to the best part of Suzuki's entrance, and it sucked they could only go 10 minutes. But we had Suzuki versus John Moxie on a mainstream American television, uh, well, you know, main event of Dynamite. And I just, I said this on ups and downs, I just think you have to pick your battles. Sure, you can get all negative about it and go, mur, mur. I totally understand, and you're well within your rights. But this is where you've got to be a half-glass-full kind of a person, in my humble opinion. And what do I know? Absolute bald idiot. I know, somebody throw my head into a toilet. But when, you, when you're ignoring the good for little things like that, sometimes you just got to go, you know what, it doesn't matter. And I do admit sometimes Dynamite can feel like, Fuck, that's a lot to pack into a show. But this was one of the times you could justify it because you probably are going to have a big audience and you want to make sure you establish all your stars. So CM Punk now running through all the new guys I think is awesome. He's probably going to fight Hook maybe or Powerhouse Hobbs or Ricky Starks. You know, I enjoyed his interaction with Taz. We've already talked about the Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole. You had to get them in there. I mean, look, could you have cut the Dan Lambert stuff? Probably, but we don't know where it's leading to. Maybe there's another team we haven't thought of yet that we had to get on this show in order to establish whoever the hell's going to come next. And I like Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho. I thought that was important to get the Britt Baker feud going. Uh, the Dustin Rhodes Malachi Black thing I thought was an awesome way to kick off. I'm enjoying that story. And we now know that at that damn Arthur Ashe Stadium, we're getting Cody's comeback versus Malachi Black. That's a huge match. You could probably main event with it, depending on what else you have. And I like Dante Martin versus Powerhouse Hobbs. You get Hobbs a win, so now he can be ready for CM Punk. And as always, Dante Martin is just absolutely brilliant. I like the, oh man, the Evil Uno Dark Order story is great. You see, there's so much we can talk about. I'd much rather we pack the shows out like that. So I literally did what I just did. Oh, there was this, and then there was that. Then 
And if, if it means we have to cut a couple of minutes off a match, which admittedly I did want to see. But I am trying to remember that even six months ago, a year, we wouldn't have got these kind of matches. So the fact that we are getting them now is more than enough. I thought it was a tremendous dynamite. I thought it was a tremendous all out. I think AEW right now is kicking all the ass. I know that Rampage ratings weren't, well, they weren't even bad. They're actually quite good when you compare them to everything else. But yes, they were the lowest so far. It doesn't matter. They're still doing way above what TN2 is doing usually in that spot. It feels like a growing company. And I don't have to worry about all the metrics. All I have to worry about is did I have a good time? And over the last few days, I had a flubbing brilliant time. I mean, on one show, Suzuki, Ruby Soho, Daniel Bryan, Ryan Danielson, and Adam Cole. That doesn't make any sense. And this evil Uno Dark Order stuff may even lead to Bray Wyatt being the new leader and he reunites them. Or it could be Hangman Adam Page coming back and saying, what are you doing, you idiots? Like, do I necessarily want to see that? Not sure. Have to see how it all played out. But do I like the fact that I can speculate? Absolutely. <laughs> Just make me realize. Talking to speculation, all this Kevin Owens stuff as well. My word, it's exhausting. So Sean Ross Sapp, good guy at Fightful.com, reported that Kevin Owens' contract is up in January 2022. And everybody thought it was 2023, 24, 25, whatever the hell it may be, because he did re-sign recently, or at least a couple of years ago, for five years, and it got restructured because of the COVID pandemic. Then all of a sudden, there's all these teases by Kevin Owens when he's referencing his indie days, and the Young Bucks are doing it too. So people start to think, well, is he going to jump ship? And if I was Kevin Owens, I could completely understand why you would be tempted to do this. Not that he has been treated badly by WWE, not at all. I think they understand what an important cog he is. But I, he fits into the CM Punk Brian Danielson category. He's never been treated as the guy. And while him getting to WWE in many ways was a shock to begin with, as he has said, because he was told over and over again, you're not a WWE guy, you don't look like a WWE guy, blah, 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 which was nonsense because he's so damn talented. Sure, if you want to go, well, he's lucky just to be there, fine. But that's bullcrap because he did get there. He's never had anything but good matches. He's great good guy, great bad guy, knows his character, talks on the mic. You know, has never dropped the ball ever, not once. I, I, I totally, I, I would fight that till the end of time, which would be a waste of my life, but I'd do it anyway. So, and he must be thinking, look, I've been here for years. I've only ever had one universal title shot. I was involved with that Roman Reigns stuff, but never felt like I was going to win. I'm sure he kind of feels like he's been pigeonholed a little bit. Whereas if he walks into AEW, he probably is going to be a multiple-time world champion. And that's not what wrestling is all about. Again, you can have a great career by not being a world champion. But to me, after you've been at a company for such a long time, if it does feel like you've hit your ceiling... Of course, you're going to, going to want to go elsewhere when you know you could do more because you have more to give. And Kevin Owens, to me, is that kind of a person. There's all these rumors that maybe Sami Zayn's contract's up or not. Who the hell knows? But if that is true, I'd debut them as a tag team. I really would. And I'd do them versus the Young Bucks because it's utterly different. If you don't want to do that, I'd have him be the first guy to attack Hangman Adam Page after he's won the world championship. Or I'd have him beat up Kenny Omega and take the position as the new head of the elite. That way, Kenny Omega can be a good guy again. He can then re-team up with Hangman Adam Page, just tell a good story there, and it will make people cry. So there's a bunch of cool stuff on the radar. And this is before we've even talked about the likes of Braun Strowman. Like, what the hell is he going to do? I know he's making all these videos with EC3, but he's got to end up with a company eventually, you would guess. Maybe it's Ring of Honor. I don't know. And there is Wyatt. I mean, Wyatt's still got a couple of months before he's able to do anything. But I'm massively intrigued to see what he's going to do. I think he'd be a great fit in Impact. Doesn't mean he's going to go there. So a lot going on in wrestling right now. It feels pretty damn exciting to me. And this is even before we talked about that MJF promo. Do you remember that MJF promo? My gosh. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. And you will... Uh, <laughs> it was unreal. <laughs> it truly, truly, truly was unreal. Fair play to that guy. He is a mega, mega heel. Even I was like, you can't say that. <laughs> but he did. 
I don't really have much to say about Raw. I thought it was terrible. Terrible was a bit... No, I did think it was terrible. That Jeff Hardy and Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin were the 24-7 geeks this week. And Jackson Riker was in there. I don't, look, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Jackson Riker, but he hasn't really done anything for me much recently. But the point is, is that he was in a proper feud with Elias, and now he's been relegated to that. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I really like SmackDown. I want to make that clear. I think SmackDown's a great show, and, I, and I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with many elements of that. And I do enjoy Raw, but I think I enjoy it for the wrong reasons. And there's uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus was awesome. And either Drew McIntyre's about to go heel or he's about to jump across to SmackDown. I wouldn't turn him heel because he doesn't feel like it's the right time to do it, but I absolutely would draft him. And I'd put him straight into a feud with Roman Reigns because Roman needs opponents once he's done Finn Balor. I don't think the Brock Lesnar match is going to happen anytime soon. And if it does, it's not going to be a constant thing. But I suppose the problem you have there is do you want to put Drew McIntyre back in a feud where he's not going to win because he's lost a lot recently? And I'm a big advocate for people losing you know when you watch real sports the top teams lose there's nothing wrong with somebody losing it's just a little bit after a while you just need to clock it right you don't want to take all the stuff we built up for drew and and, and flush it down the toilet not that i think we would but you just got to tread carefully but look Seamus versus damian priest i think would be a good match and I suppose the problem with Raw is that it just built the whole thing around this tag team turmoil thing. And I would have been happy for the first half of the show to have been that and then just evolved into something else. But because we didn't do that, again, it's just the law of diminishing returns. I find myself a little bit like, meh. It's, it was one of those shows, I think I, ups and downs, I gave it a thumb in the middle. Because it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't brilliant. It did feel like it was kind of just there. And this idea that AEW is going to force WWE to react, I don't think it's true anymore. And I think we should probably stop singing that song, or at least hoping for it, because there is no evidence to suggest they give a crap. I'm sure they know, and I'm sure they're worried when it comes to all the numbers. But look, nobody in WWE thinks they're putting out a bad product, or at least not the people that are writing the thing. I know Vince McMahon rips up the script all the time, but I can only presume that when he redoes it, he thinks, I've nailed it, kada bing, kada boom. And there are good things on it. I do like all the Roman Reigns stuff. I thought him and Finn Balor was awesome on last week's SmackDown. Happy Corbin is just a joy. Uh, Big E is Mr. Money in the Bank, I like. And The New Day, you know, back on Raw. They're absolutely fabulous. I don't even mind the Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair stuff. I think it's stupid because I think you're just, again, you're trying to go against the grain, which never works in wrestling. But that's a great feud. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. They'll have great matches. Everyone loves Becky. Bianca's a star in the making. So there's plenty of stuff to enjoy. It just, well, I'm going to say it feels disjointed, but that's not fair. It only feels disjointed because of Raw. You know, SmackDown, I think, ticks along really, really well. And some people are saying, oh, I'm bored of the Roman Reigns character now. I'm not. I think all this Brock Lesnar stuff has lit it up again. It's cool that we now have the what if, we you know, what's going to happen between him and Brock Lesnar. Jimmy and Jey Uso probably have faded into the background a little bit, but I'm sure it only take a few weeks to change that out. So, you know, I don't like all this old WWE's crap just because AEW is brilliant right now. No, AEW is brilliant. Raw, again, we've talked about it. SmackDown, also an excellent show, which works for me because, again, I'm just a fan. And just a fan, that sounds disparaging and negative. I am a fan and I want to be entertained. And right now, uh, those two shows are doing a good job. Don't get me wrong. If I could only pick one, I'd pick AEW Dynamite. I know I'm biased. No, I'm not. I just think it's better right now. But that's... I don't like doing that because it's like when people say, I don't know. Again, they watch the Suzuki Moxie match and they go, oh, their New Japan one's better. Yes, it was. But let's just enjoy this one before, you know, before we start comparing it to everybody else. Let's just try and enjoy it uh, just a little bit. Otherwise, I don't think there's much else going on. I mean, they were the big, uh, you know, they were the absolute big things that have been going down. I'm just quickly trying to, to to sort of scan now to see if anything... No, I mean, people are talking about Brian Danielson, the reasons we've talked about that, Adam Cole's plans, which are absolutely crazy, the Cody Rhodes return, which should be good. 
I don't know. I like the CM Punk match as well. And I, I didn't realize it at the time because I didn't pick up on it. I'm not going to pretend I'm a wrestling savant. But I was watching that Darby Allen CM Punk match. There's something about this I really liked. And then when it turned out, it came in the form of that it was based on the Bret Hart 1-2-3 kid match from years ago when it was veteran versus, uh, you know, up brand newcomer. I was like, that's why I liked it so much because anything with Bret Hart is good. And the fact that CM Punk even thought to do that, I think underlines that he's a smart dude too. You know, the fact that he knew that it would work. Everyone in wrestling does that. It's cyclical. What is old becomes new again. And look, man, you could rip um, you can rip Bret Hart matches off for days as far as I'm concerned. Because they would, you can drop them into any single era ever and they always stand up. It's just brilliant, brilliant stuff. So yes, absolutely excellent pay-per-view. I think it got two golden ups. Am I right in saying that? Golden up for the ending and then a golden up for the CM Punk match. Oh no, 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 no. Three are golden ups. I haven't even talked about the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. I was so exciting. Maybe one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. And this is going to piss people off, and I don't mean it to, but I'm going to say it. it's my show. It's my rules. I keep thinking about it. I think the Young Bucks are the best tag team ever. I do. I do. You, I'm not saying that you can't debate it and there won't be arguments, but I, pff, they're in there for me as far as I'm concerned. For, for more than just their matches. I mean, they don't have bad matches. Their matches are brilliant. But... They did. I mean, tying into the book, the name of their book. They changed the business. They changed the business. They realized they didn't have to go to WWE. They made an absolute mint on the independence. They understood merchandise. They engaged with fans and they helped build a brand new wrestling company. And they're a draw and people love them all around the world. I think they're absolutely fantastic. And whatever Matt Jackson was wearing on Dynamite this week had me in tears. Nick Jackson had me in tears. Me looked like a lion at the pay-per-view. That Lucha Brothers cage match was just absolutely sublime. I don't want to take anything away from Penta and Phoenix either. Oh, man. It, and that was in the middle of the show. The middle, can you imagine trying to have to follow that? That's why you had all those videos, because AEW was like, we need to calm everybody down. But the, the, the crossbody from Phoenix off the top as well, off that cage, which is so damn high. That man isn't human. So look, I mean, I'm gushing. I get it. But you know what? I'd rather gush, and I'd rather be overly positive than be a negative Nancy. There's enough negative Nancy stuff in the world, especially away from professional wrestling. So when I'm watching something to engage my positivity gland, I'm just going to embrace it as much as I can. Right now, I think we are smashing it on a different level and especially one we haven't to in ages. So I'm going to embrace it and obviously I'm going to enjoy it. Ah, from nowhere too, it just got announced that Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor is happening at Extreme Rules. I don't know why they don't wait this till we get to SmackDown till they announce this stuff, but hey-ho. I suppose that Roman Reigns will win and then we'll get the Demon Balor and do another match. The Demon will lose and we will all, all be sad. But look, I did like that Demon tease. I thought that was quite fun as well. So I'm not, again, as everything we've just been saying, I'm not going to get ahead of myself uh, uh, too much because well, I just want to have a good time. Right, slightly shorter podcast than usual. I am, do you have to forgive me. I'm doing a thousand things at once, but I wanted to get it out there. So we'll do the Q&A. We'll go through a few and we will start with Visculus. I don't know if that's correct or not. I will hold you to this. That kind's quite angry. Whenever things go back to normal and you guys come over for an event, can I buy you a pint? You've been a light to some people during these bad times. Thank you. That's very, very nice. I mean, I don't drink, but if you would like to buy me a, uh, a diet soda beverage, that would be lovely. And thank you very much for your kind words. That stuff really does mean a lot to me. Uh, Kasai says, what kind of finishing moves are your favorite? Anything that you can hit out of nowhere. Stunner, good. Rock bottom, good. RKO, good. Diamond cutter, good. There'll be other ones. Sweet chin music. Good. These are my favorites. 
Something that can be popped out at a moment's notice, yes, or ones with a bigger build-up. I mean, they're all good, really. You've mentioned Batista Bomb and Tombstone here, excellent moves. You also mentioned the Spear, one of my favourite moves. I think it all depends on the person. Ultimately, just to be boring, variety is key. John says, remake the Elite Stable, but replace each member with a different dog breed. How does an all-dog Elite look? I'm sorry, John, of all the questions to ask me, that's one I actually can't answer. I know Labrador and Terrier, Poodle, Dalmatian... And already I'm starting to run out. I'm terrified of dogs because I was attacked as one as a child. So I don't really frequent with them. So I do apologize. Billy says, do you think Eddie Kingston could win the TNT title and then lose it to Adam Cole to the line? Or do you think Cole on the box will be the first trios champions? I like all of those ideas. I saw some maniac like yesterday, like two days after he arrived, saying Adam Cole already feels like another guy. No, he doesn't. And the TNT Championship gets treated as a big deal. I would love that. I would love for um, the Bucks to struggle to get their tag team titles back and then they get it back that way with those three. Yes, I think that would be great. I'd be a big fan of that. Matt says, what do you really think to these huge releases in WWE and what it's really down to? So many big names gone in such a short amount of time. As a casual WWE guy, I really hope Kevin Owen doesn't uh, doesn't follow suit. What do I personally think about it? Well, I personally think it's horrible because I don't want to see anybody lose their job. I understand that the business is allowed to do whatever they want, but no, I don't want anyone to lose their job ever because I always like to look on the human side. And when it comes down to people like Kevin Owens, I just want him to choose whatever's going to make him happiest. Just as if I worked for Halifax or Barclays, two banks, I should be able to make that choice. Just because you're in the public eye, that shouldn't change. What it's really down to, I don't know. You know, I think there's plenty of speculation out there that doesn't need to be repeated because I can't add much to it. But I do think it's very, very strange. And I do think a lot of the timing has been beyond unfortunate. And I think it's unfair. But again, I'm just some bored a-hole on the internet. Daniel, would Repo Man make a bigger impact in WWE than CM Punk in AEW? Repo Man would make the biggest impact wherever he went, especially Impact. Antifanda says, have you ever been contacted by any double A plus promotion? I'm thinking of MLW, NWA, Ring of Honor. I assumed if any of the four had reached out, you'd not be able to talk about it. But I think you'd be one hell of an interviewer on all of them and matches when you feel ready. I was going to say, what a backhanded compliment. Not as a wrestler, though, you crappy wrestler. No, nobody's ever got in contact with me. Um, Nor should they, really. I'm sure they have people doing those jobs. I'm sure they do. I don't know. I know they do. Who are doing a a fantastic, good job. I mean, look, I never turned down an opportunity. That would be awesome. You never know what the future holds. But as I sit here right now, no, there's there's nothing in any of that. Juan, hey, Simon. Do you think the Forbidden Door will open even further outside of AEW? I don't know how it can open even more. It's pretty damn open as it is. I mean, who else could you possibly work with? Also, excited to go to SmackDown at the Garden and AEW for the first time tomorrow and next Wednesday, respectfully. Awesome, my friend. I hope you're having a good time. Brian George, do you think Adam Cole was AEW's third big signing or are we still expecting Bray Wyatt? Uh, no, I think if we were talking about the three pillars that we mentioned before, no, I think Brian, Punk, and, and Cole are the ones. If Wyatt comes in, you just turn it into a four because I do think he's a big deal and I think he could make a difference. But then you could go people like Malachi Black on a, maybe a slightly lesser level, but still. But no, they would be my three, absolutely. Uh, Drew Sir, I love you, Drew Sir, but I hate this question. Do you think AEW is becoming crowded? No. Why the hell would you be, I'm not saying you are in general, why the hell would you be mad about somebody getting a job? It ties into what we just said. It's great. Hire everybody. And then Tony Khan can figure out how to use them. As I think we mentioned earlier, if wrestlers are going to be given time off, you can cycle them in and cycle them out. It means we don't have to run them into the ground. It means we can build new stars. If I was backstage in the locker room, say Kevin Owens, he's the next one. 
Of course I want Kevin Owens there. I can learn from him. He's only going to help me. And everybody in that AEW locker room seems so selfless and desperate to help each other. It's not overcrowded. I couldn't give a flub. Why would I mind that? More of my favorite wrestlers. Ridiculous. The American Stallion. How did you decide to get into wrestling? How old were you? I've been thinking about it and want any advice. Well, I wanted to get into it because I like wrestling. And I thought, well, I enjoy covering it so much. Why don't I give it a go? And age is absolutely irrelevant. Why, even if you are 45 years old, which I'm not, by the way, nowhere near, not for a good 10 years or so, but even if you are 45 years old, why can't you be the first guy that started training to be a 45-year-old wrestler and made it? It's going to be harder for obvious reasons, but you just never know. Throw yourself into these things and see where it goes. Katrina says, what do you think was the biggest mismatch theme song in wrestling? Mine would be early WWE McIntyre Broken Dreams. It just felt too epic for a young up-and-comer. Well, we talked about this before and everybody went nuts. I don't really like that theme song. I don't know why people want to bring it back. I much prefer the one he's got now. But again, horses for courses. I don't really think you can have a theme song that's too much because your entrance is so part of your act to try and get you over. You should have audacious over-the-top stuff. So it's a shame it didn't work for Drew, but no, I think that should be an aim when you're creating one. Absolutely. Like Bobby Roode doesn't work for him at all. And I think it's a shame because we fit the character around the theme song, but it still got him over. So I'm like, hell yeah, do it again. Matthew says, how and what can AEW do to either match or even try to surpass all out? Matt, why are you doing this? No, Matt, no. Just enjoy all out for what it was. Even if we get to full gear, and it's 0.7 not as good. I it's still pretty good. I'm moving away from this stuff now. I'm not mad at you, by the way. I'm just, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm really not because it happens all the time. It's like it, we get something good and instantly, well, how are we going to do it good again? And there's too much crap going on in the world to get bogged down in that stuff. But I still love you, Matthew. Don't get me wrong. And you've got a great last name. I'll take some eggs. Matt Bear says, who wins in a fight, Simon Haku or Ron Simmons? Well, I die. I mean, Haku, right? I mean, Ron Simmons is going to put up a good fight, but the stories are out there. Haku smashed anybody. Cal says, when do you think we'll see the Elite implode due to Adam Cole and have Kenny versus Adam? Oh, not for a while. Six months to a year. There's no rush. They feel great at the moment. So you don't need to pull the trigger on that, especially when you've got so many other feuds going on. Tabby Cat, can you ever see MLW making a bigger splash? It's a fantastic product with some talented people. Granted, they don't have the money WWE or AEW has, but money isn't everything. But yes, it does help. I mean, I think they're doing pretty well, right? I think sometimes you should only compare yourself to yourself. And comparatively, they're getting bigger each and every week. Again, I'm getting more questions about them they've come up twice now so i think they're doing great i don't think they'll ever get to wwe or AEW level but nor should they i think they found a niche within the level they are at and that's probably where they'll have the most success k says i've seen a lot of i talk to tony khan and we are having a match promos what do you think about it and could it become a problem no because it's not just that it usually nine times out of ten and i'm sure you can find you know examples against this but it usually ties into something else. Like it, it, They didn't just go and talk to Tony Khan. They had a storyline reason to talk to Tony Khan. And that's the only reason I don't like it in WWE where people point at championships and go geese. Because it's like, well, but why geese? Why don't I just walk in there and go geese? You know, you just have to have some kind of depth to it. And I feel that AEW is doing that very well right now. Uh, Leg says, what did Suzuki do to the man that cut his entrance song off early? Oh, they're dead now. <laughs> they're absolutely dead. Traeger says, when are you making your AEW debut on Dark, dude? I'd be there yesterday if they wanted me. They've got a tremendous amount of talent. Of course, I'll keep walking towards those kind of goals. If it happens, awesome. If it doesn't, I would completely understand. Sigma says, do you think Kevin Owens will not re-sign with WWE? I think it all depends on what they promise him, the money. Uh, I would guess he's more into this for creative endeavors now. And he deserves to be the world champion for a while. A proper world champion. A real world champion. 
Canal says, who do you want to see go bald, Orange Cassidy or Matt Hardy? Well, I thought about this after we'd done ups and downs. I should have made a bigger deal out about it, but there's just so much to try and get through. I think this is going to build to Matt Hardy shaving his head. And that's a really big deal. They should make sure they put a lot of time and effort into it. I'm sure that they will do that. And it will be a real proper moment. And if that is the case, fair play to Matt Hardy for doing it old school and doing it with a guy like Orange Cassidy. That's why he's one of the best ever. Uh, another question about the A roster getting too full. I'm just ignoring them now. So Dan Forth says, will there ever be gobbledygook merch? And will they be signed to AEW? Dan Forth, why are you trying to ruin everything? We don't mention the gobbledygook around here. Do not forget that was meant to be WWE's mascot. They saw Sonic. They saw Mario, Nintendo, Sega. And they're like, we want a piece of that. Why don't we have a giant turkey running around? It will never make any sense. Some of these questions. I love you all, I do. But you are negative today. <laughs> Bushi says, have they overexposed Jungle Boy and Orange Cassidy? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, dear. Bless you all. I still love you. My heart pumps for you. Loki says, since Brian Danielson is all elite, who do you think in WWE should he have had a rivalry with? I would say Seth Rollins. Yes, I don't, can't, I'm sure we have seen that match, but not a proper one. Good shout. I agree. Also, which major player from AEW do you see jumping ship to WWE in five to ten years? My opinion is MJF. No way, not MJF. They treat him too much like a star. He's got it made there. It would probably be somebody that can't get on TV or doesn't feel like they're being pushed and gets offered a ton of cash. And you will, I completely understand that from a business um, point of view. So, yeah, no, I don't think it will be him. A uh, huge fan of your work. Keep it up. Thanks, man. Always means a lot. Wrestling A-Hole. Good name, says. SmackDown is still the number one show, but do you think AEW will match it soon? Because AEW is great wrestling show, but WWE is an entertainment industry that's not just wrestling, but gimmicks and personalities and a whole show. Do you think AEW will be more interesting in the future? I regret reading that. I take it back that you had a good name. What a silly question. <laughs> but then you click on your profile and you've got all elite wrestling everywhere. Dude, I don't rank shows in number one, number two. I love all shows. I love, I've said earlier, I even love Raw. As stupid as it is, I love Raw. That's right. You can get as mad as mad as you want. Only Derek says, how would you book Adam Cole as Keith Lee's manager? I wouldn't. I would take that piece of paper and I would scrunch it up. And <laughs> we would never talk about, we would never talk about it again. Jonathan says, do you think the Saudi Arabia deal will be in jeopardy because of the star power in AEW now? Do you think the Saudi Arabia executives getting mad like Fox or USA? No, no, no. What's happened? <laughs> We've entered some weird alternative reality. This is so strange. Hilarious. I don't know what's happened today, but I'm enjoying it. Doglin says, because you live in yummy UK, how the F do you stay up to watch all the pro wrestling shows which happen on American time? Well, are you meant to say in the UK? No, dude, it's much better in yummy UK. <laughs> Uh, well, I pick and choose. Like, mental health has to come first. So sometimes I get up super early instead if I feel like I need some Zs. Otherwise, I don't get a lot of sleep. But as I've said time and time again, I'm very blessed and very lucky to do what I do. And I don't want to not enjoy the ride. And I don't want to take the most of the opportunity. So, you know, if you had told me when I was 15, I say this all the time. But if you had told me when I was 15 that I was going to be able to get to do this, and it just meant you have a crazy sleep schedule. Lots of people have crazy sleep schedules. So... Yeah, you know, I, I can't get mad at it. Kind of depressed Rockets fan says, what's your favorite spot you've done as a wrestler? Well, I took a top rope powerbomb through a table the other day. And let me tell you this. It was invigorating when everything was all right. But I will never take a top rope powerbomb when there's not a table there. Because that must be absolutely horrendous falling on a mat from that height. And seriously, we do not respect professional wrestlers enough. I mean this from the bottom of my tum-tum. The stuff they do and the way they make it look so effortless... They are heroes, they are warriors, and I will never cease to be absolutely taken aback 
by how they do it. And hopefully one day I can get up to that level. But my gosh, I'm nowhere near. Truly, 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 absolutely amazing. And we'll finish on this one because I wanted to talk about it anyway. Mike says, Will Ospreay was on Instagram telling people if AEW guys want to wrestle him, come knock on the door. Who do you think will be the first to do this? Well, I, I don't think Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay going at it on Twitter has been done for lols. I would imagine they're trying to work something and what a great place to start in social media. We've seen it happen time and time again. Obviously, Kenny Omega was number one in the PWI 500. I agreed with that. And then straight away said it should be Roman Reigns. I would have agreed with that too. You see, you can have lots of people that could be competing for that top spot and when one gets there, you go, absolutely, I understand. I don't know where it happens. I think the difficult thing is, is that AEW's done so much for New Japan. And, well, you know what I mean? I think eventually New Japan's going to want some AEW guys in over there to, to balance the books. And I think Will Ospreay, Kevin, the Omega could maybe, I think if you're going to do a Bushi versus Omega in AEW, you should probably do Omega versus Osprey in Japan. But again, the COVID makes that really difficult. So if you can't do it, it's going to be months and we should do it. It wouldn't surprise me if within one year, if not a lot, lot, lot sooner, given everything that's going on, we see Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega somewhere. Yes. And I think it will be great. I think the expectation will be so high, but I think they'll live up to it just because they're that damn good. And talking of expectation, Rampage has obviously been filmed for this week. We are getting Puck versus Andrande. No spoilers, but apparently it is phenomenal, which I always thought it would be, and I'm happy to see they have smashed it out of the park. On that note, I do have to wrap this up, otherwise the show is going to have no ending. I do apologize. It's a little bit short, uh, but what can I do? I, re I Again, I'm not sleeping, so I can't cut time off there and I need to live. I don't even know what that means. But look, I do appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll always get something out once a week. Uh, hopefully, you kind of like the rambunctiousness of it. Hopefully, it makes it unique and probably stupid, to be honest. But I am a stupid human being. You know all my stuff. I've got Cameo now. If you want to get a Cameo, just search for me on there. I've got a Patreon, Simon316. Check me out. Twitter and Instagram, SimonMiller316. YouTube, look for Simon Miller. I'd always appreciate that. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com for merch. Just... Honestly, though, I appreciate you listening. I do. More people are, have started to listen over the last week, which makes me even more annoyed that I'm not sort of on this more. But I always endeavor to do better, and hopefully we can have a good time otherwise. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon.